Ladies and gentlemen, grunts and girls, welcome to episode 43 of Bolts to Beans Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Doc Joslin. Welcome to the middle of August 2021. Got a good show lined up for you today. Before I get into that, I'd like to give a couple shout outs. First of all, Reed McDonald and the folks at Odd Man Rush, uh, they've talked about this show and some other things with me on their podcast, Dump and Change Podcast. If you're a hockey fan, if you're an Alaska hockey person, if you haven't checked out the Dump and Change podcast, you are wrong. Check it out. These guys are pretty fucking funny, pretty cool to hang out with, and they brew some remarkable beer also. Next, Kirk Alkire, the president and one of the founders of Gold Star Peak Incorporated. I think it's his birthday this week. Happy birthday, Kirk. And uh, glad that our organizations can support each other. The 98 Fund, Rock Daraki, Mark Weaver, Jason Costell, uh, Scotty, the whole crew, everybody from the 98 Fund. If you recall in episode 36, episode 40, we alluded to some of the things that were getting ready to happen with my organization, with this podcast, and with the 98 Fund. Those things have happened. Look forward to another show with the 98 Fund crew coming up. So, what's in store today? First of all, in, in uh, segment one, I'm going to talk about some upcoming events with Remedy Alpine. If you remember, Remedy Alpine is a veteran support organization that I co-run with a couple of my buddies, Luke Bouchatz and Eric Collier. Uh, we've got a lot of activities coming up. We've been planning our fall and winter calendar, so we'll talk about that. I'm also going to talk about getting old because, as you, you'll hear in segment one, they go hand in hand. Getting old and climbing mountains, uh, not really good bedfellows, but I'm going to still try to mix it up a bit. Uh, we got Afterburner from First Up Coffee is going to be our weekly grind this week. And then in segment two, uh, folks, a lot of things happening around this COVID vaccine mandates. Everything's going kind of nuts right now. It's having dramatic impacts on healthcare, um, just everything. So we're going to talk about that. Because it's real, it's impacting what's going on, and it's it's still wreaking havoc. Year and a half, we thought this shit would have been gone a while ago, but nope, it's still here, still making life a mess. We're going to talk about that for a little bit. Um, What else? The Veteran Podcast Awards are already in swing. If you haven't already shown some love for Bullets to Beans, go to VeteranPodcastAwards.com. We are in three different categories. We are in Society and Culture, Best Army Podcast, and Best Overall Podcast. Make sure to vote for us in all categories. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe on all of our social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Oh, that's about all we do. Yep, that's it. That's our show. Get ready, strap in. Here we go. I get one of them to monitor, and I get back on the gun and get back out and fight. That's probably one of the good progressions through the military the aircraft is pitching and rolling and we're going through the valley and it, it's just a wild, wild ride. And I'm trying to think to myself, no, no the crisis has to culminate. And in communities like Seattle and Portland. Bullets to Beans, your weekly military and veteran podcast with Doc Joslin. 
You take home defense seriously. You have a fire extinguisher, alarm system, and firearm training. But have you considered another crucial home defense tool? MaverickTactical.com is taking it to the next level. In their enduring commitment to top quality self-defense, they have added composite armor. Composite armor plates are lighter, more comfortable, and offer your choice of level 3A, 3+, and level 4 protection. Maverick Tactical also now carries flexible vests. With complete 3A protection and the option to increase front and back protection by adding higher level plates. For an even more concealable option, check out Maverick Tactical's shirts with front and back protection. Maverick Tactical is your locally owned personal defense choice, and all of their armor is made right here in North Carolina. Protect yourself fully with Maverick Tactical, a crucial part of your home defense package. Call 336-269-7292 today, online at mavericktactical.com. And welcome to segment one. So I want to talk about Remedy Alpine, first of all. Some of you might know of this organization. Some of you might not. So this is a good time to talk about it, I think. Um, I advertise for them in every show uh, in between the, the weekly grind and segment two. Always host a commercial for Remedy Alpine. Why would I do that? Who is Remedy Alpine and why do I support them? Well, Oddly enough, Remedy Alpine is a veteran support organization that I actually founded with two of my friends, Eric Collier and Luke Bouchatz. And it's actually what this show is named after. I'll talk about that in a second. But so we're a veteran support organization that's based around mountains and mountain recreation programs. We offer single day hikes, uh, multi-day, multi-night through treks and camping events and basic mountaineering experiences. All of our programs are open to uh, active military and veterans and first responders, and they're all free of charge. We outfit, so, you know, some of the gear is expensive. We know some people are trying to get exposed or experienced in backcountry or mountain recreation, and, and it's, it's a taxing and equipment-expensive, intensive sport, right? So we will outfit you for those events if you want to participate. And if you're inexperienced, you know, we have a team of guides where we offer hosting services and we teach you how to use the equipment and safety on the trail. And we pretty much get you from A to B as safely as we can. So that's what Remedy Alpine is. Um, I said this show was named after, Bullets of Beans was named after an element within, in a program within Remedy Alpine. And last night, we actually had our first Bullets to Beans live session for the first time in a long time. Bullets to Beans is a, a twice-a-month event that we do locally in the Eagle River in Anchorage area. It's just a veteran support group. It's not group therapy. It's just a chance for veterans to come out and do a couple of different things. If you're interested in the Remedy Alpine programs and want to learn more about them, you can come hang out with our guide team. Ask your questions. We can explain everything to you, and we can sign you up for one of the events that are coming up. But it is a veteran support group. So if you have some transition problems, like we talk about, we try to talk about transition quite a bit on the show, right? So if you're having a transition challenge or you just want some of that peer network support, you can get together and hang out with other veterans and military and first responder type folks. Uh, sometimes we talk about challenges. Sometimes we talk about anything other than our challenges, but just know that the people in that group are going through the same thing or have gone through the same thing that you have. Sometimes we sit and talk about war stories. You know, sometimes family and kids come and hang out too, but a lot of times it's just it's just the veterans hanging out and bonding together. If you are interested in getting involved in our programs, but you have no experience and you're a little leery about getting on a mountain or getting on a trail with some folks and putting your life in their hands, come hang out with the guides and meet us. 
and see what we're about and understand the programs, build up a comfort level, and then pretty soon we'll get you on a trail. Uh, so that's that's it. Uh, that's Remedy Alpine in a nutshell. But what have we been doing? I said last night that we had our first Bullets to Beans live session for the first time in a long time. Because of COVID and the craziness and uh, the lockdowns and everything, those kind of got put on hold, not kind of, they did get put on hold for quite a while. Social distance, mask mandates, places that were open, places that were closed, places that had, you know, dine out only or take out only, but no in person. It was just a mess to try to to put together in a safe manner and still achieve the same goal of that veteran support community without it being weird. Cause let's fucking be honest, everything in COVID has been weird, right? Nothing's been normal, but even though this Delta variant spike and everything's going on, we are maintaining a safe culture in a safe environment, but we are getting back to doing the bullets to beans live sessions. You can catch those on the second and fourth Thursday of every month. Right now, until the snow starts flying, uh, we do them at the Eagle River VFW. Behind the VFW, either, like last night it was raining, so we were under the deck and the picnic tables underneath the deck area. If the weather's nice, we'll set camp chairs up and we'll break out jet boil stoves and we'll make coffee and stuff on the jet boils and kind of sit around in camp chairs in a mountain environment and kind of chit-chat and chill out that way. When the snow starts flying, we'll probably find an indoor venue and it likely will still be at the VFW in the basement. But we'll, we'll run these year-round. And then Labor Day coming up, we've got the Crow Pass Hike. This is a, a three-day, two-night, overnight through hike from Girdwood, Alaska into Eagle River, Alaska. I think there's still a couple spots available. I'm not on that trip, but Eric and Luke will be guiding it. And I think there's still a couple uh, spots available. You could check us out on Facebook or on the website, and I'll give you those links after this to find out if there's still room. We'd be happy to have you on the hike if that's something you're interested in. We've got some Backcountry 101 events coming up in October and November. And this was one of our pinnacle programs that started us off when Eric and I started this back in 2017, 2018. And it is basically an orientation to backcountry equipment and tactics and techniques, right? So if you're interested in getting into backcountry recreation, but you don't understand what the sleep ratings mean. You don't know if you really need a 35 degree bag or a zero degree bag and what those ratings mean. You know, and if you buy a zero degree bag, do you need to get one of those foam pads that everyone carries around and talks about? We explain all that. We have demonstrations with the stoves, the water pumps. Uh, we set the tents up and explain the difference between a three season tent, a four season tent, clothing and layering nutrition and calories in the mountain and, and, just kind of everything about basic, what does it take? You know, how to fit for a backpack, how to load your backpack without wrecking your back. And I'm going to talk about wrecking my back in a minute because uh, that you don't you don't want that to happen. Um, and then the November one, uh, the dates will be on our calendar. The November one, we're after the Backcountry 101. We're going to do a mountain alpine type film festival. We'll pick a couple of pop modern culture Mountain movies, either Maru or K2, you know, Alex Honnold's uh, The Dawn Wall. Oh, that was that was Tommy. Uh, uh, anyway, you know, we'll get some mountain-esque movies playing and we'll hang out, order some pizza. Uh, we typically do a ski tuning clinic then as well, we'll while we're hanging out. If you want to learn how to do some basic tuning and waxing on your skis, get your edges sharpened up, get ready for the season as the snow starts flying. We'll do that as well. And then we've also got some winter overnight camping 
events planned on the calendar for December, January, February, and into March. We're looking at planning a couple of night winter retreats and probably some cross-country skiing and snowshoe events as well. So if you want to get out and recreate in the wintertime, or you're just not sure if you have the equipment or what it all means, by all means, get in touch with any of us at Remedy Alpine. We're on Facebook. You can find us at Remedy Alpine. We usually have our events up there. And then our main page at uh, RemedyAlpine.org. So www.RemedyAlpine.org. Right. So I talked about the importance of packing your pack without wrecking your back. Right. And here's here's how I'm going to segue into the next part, this final part of the first segment of the show. So about a month ago, I wrecked my back and it had nothing to do with my backpack. It had everything to do with some bad decisions that I made. So if you don't know Luke, one of our principals and, and one of our guides, uh, Luke's a little bit younger than me and he's just fit. He's a he's an army ranger guy. And he's, he's fit like a fucking ox, right? And Luke just runs up mountains. We call him our goat, right? And so I tried to keep pace with Luke this morning, this very specific morning. It's memorable to me now because it caused me a lot of pain. And I should have, I, I know I, I should never try to keep pace with Luke. And I think it was because my birthday at the time, my birthday was coming up. I just had my 49th birthday a couple weeks ago, right? So I'm in the shoot out of 40s and getting at 50 staring me right in the face. Right. So I was trying to keep pace with Luke. The mountain was wet and greasy because it had rained the night before and we were getting a little bit of mist and shit that morning. And I I was going too fast on some greasy mud and I slipped. And like an idiot, I caught myself. And when I caught myself, my whole back wrenched up. Like I tried to not fall. And I should have just fallen and kind of rolled a couple feet and stood up. I probably would have been way better off than the last month that I've been in just in a serious amount of pain. And this was facing getting older. This was my, this was my come to Jesus moment with accepting the fact that I'm not in my twenties anymore. So my back hurts worse than it's ever hurt in years, even through some of the injuries that I had in the military. So I go to see my VA doctor and she's great. Love my VA doctor. And contrary to a lot of the popular stories that are out in the news media and everything. I've had very, very good health care in the VA. I go to see my VA doctor, takes my history, looks at my medical records, does a physical exam, figures things out. And she's like, all right, Dave, I figured out what's going on. I'm like, what is it? You know, am I going to need, am I going to need a, a blood transfusion? Do I need to know, you know, a couple new vertebrae? What is it, doc? You know, I'm, I'm bracing for it. What is it? And she's like, well, you're old. I'm like, yeah, I know. Do I, you know, is it an MRI? Is that, do we need an MRI? What do we need for the next step of this? And she's like, uh, I'm going to give you some naproxen and you're going to stretch because you're old. And I was like, what? Your fucking assessment is I'm old. And she was like, yes, you're getting old. And then I started noticing some other things. And this might be a little embarrassing to some folks. It should probably be embarrassing to me, but it's not. So I started noticing one morning, I was getting up, going through my morning routine, and I started developing a sense of jealousy from that little kid in that Adam Sandler movie, you know, Big Daddy, when he's getting taken away by the Child Protective Services and he's getting drugged down the hall and you can hear him, I can wipe my own ass, right? Well, one morning I'm going through my morning routine and I'm getting ready to file some paperwork. You ever try to wipe your own ass and hear Rice Krispies in your shoulder that feel like milk's getting poured on them? I'm like, holy shit, what the hell is happening? I'm like literally falling apart right now. 
it was probably a little too much. But anyway, yeah, you know, so now I'm about a month in on this injury. I'm starting, I think I'm probably about 95%, not ready to hike with a pack on yet, but ready to get back to exercising. You know, but as I, as I look at 50 square in the face, I am, it's, it's not all bad, right? So I'm starting to take time for myself more so than I ever have on vacation. Uh, I only work when I have to work. Um, I don't constantly work. There's been a couple of vacations where I, I pretty much worked the whole time and wasn't, wasn't really good for my wife and I, I like, I took my birthday off and I, I am starting to actually realize and accept that I'm not in my twenties anymore. And for some folks, that's a hard realization and a hard thing to accept. And, you know, this is a veteran based show. So, you know, a lot of the listeners, a lot of the people that, that mentally align with me and in, in the concepts of the show, hard chargers, people that for an entire career try to be high speed, low drag. And I saw a t-shirt from one of the veteran t-shirt organizations, companies, whatever out there. It might, might've been Ranger Up. I don't know, but it was, it was medium speed, some drag. I think that's where I'm at right now. And I think I've, I've accepted that and I'm cool with it. You know, medium speed, some drag. I think I'm gonna have to find that shirt, whoever makes it and buy about 20 of them. So if you're, if you're accepting that your, your age is what it is, you know, it's, I can probably identify as a, as a chipmunk if I wanted to, but I don't know if I could identify as 20 if I wanted to in today's society. Hmm. So anyway, hang tight. We're going to get into Afterburner Coffee from First Up Coffee. And then in segment two, we're going to discuss the reeking and havoc that is still COVID that just won't go away. Stay tuned. We'll be back. The Weekly Grind. So our grind this week came to us again from First Up Coffee Company. This was Afterburner. This is a medium roast. And I got to tell you, you open the bag, you get this just full, rich coffee aroma. Smells like a good coffee. Uh, Has kind of some earthy tones, earthy flavors to it. A little nutty. And uh, just all around, a, a great coffee. You know, this is coffee that's roasted by one veteran veteran organization, and then it's branded and uh, put out by another veteran organization. So I love the veteran collaboration that happens with them. We'll have links to them in the show notes. We've got one more from them because it was a series of three. Next will be Dust Off. I'm saving that for last as a medic that kind of hits close to my heart. Just the, 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 the picture of, you know, a Black Hawk over a Red Cross yeah, that'll be the final coffee from First Up. This week was Afterburner. It was a medium roast and well done, gentlemen. Everybody involved with the project or with the coffee. Whole rich, medium roasted coffee, good coffee flavor, wonderful aroma, rich, earthy, kind of nutty tones to it, and just enjoyable to drink overall. Uh, that's it. Stay tuned. We'll be back to the rest of the show in just a moment. Born from the passion of taking care of our nation's veterans and warriors, Remedy Alpine, owned, operated, and staffed by veterans, provides a variety of therapeutic adventure and backcountry recreation programs ranging from single-day hikes to multi-day, multi-night mountain treks and even basic mountaineering adventures. For more information, visit them at www.remedyalpine.org. Remedy Alpine, reminding you to work the mountain and rest your mind. All right, and welcome back to segment two. So we're going to talk about this next wave of paranoia, panic, pandemic, right? COVID hasn't gone away. It's still very much present in our life. And now it's causing a different problem. 
episode 42, I talked about the national healthcare employee shortage and not just healthcare employee shortage, but shortage in pretty much every business sector for employees, which is wreaking havoc on supply chains and, and freight delivery, childcare, you know, and now schools are getting ready to start up. So what's happening right now is as we get closer, and I think we're about, I'm predicting 45 to 60 days away from the FDA given final approval on at least one, if not a couple of the different vaccines. And it looks like Pfizer's probably going to be the first one to get full approval. Right now, all three vaccines are under emergency authorization use. And what's happening because of this spike in the Delta variant cases, and there's still some question about whether we actually know if they're Delta variant cases or not, or if they're actually Delta variant cases. I've heard mixed I've heard I've heard people talk about their friend who works at the lab who says that they're not testing for variant. They're just testing for covid. But understanding how things were supposed to work at the beginning of this, if it was a positive test, that test was supposed to go to the CDC where the the CDC confirmed the diagnosis. And I believe it's at the CDC labs where they are breaking down and testing my variant. That's my assumption based off of all the noise and rhetoric that I'm hearing. But what is not noise and what is not rhetoric is the fact that it started with a couple of health systems. Some health systems were requiring their employees, all healthcare workers that work in their health system, their vendors and contractors that come onto their campuses, they were requiring all of them to get the COVID vaccine. And this caused a massive uproar. And it actually caused the spawning of quite a few lawsuits, which was good because they needed to challenge whether or not it was lawful for somebody to mandate a vaccine that was under an emergency authorization use and not fully vetted and fully approved. And I don't know if I agree with the mandating of something that is not fully vetted and fully approved. I'm on the fence about it. I could see where it, where you might want that and legislators, leaders might want that available to them. And I could see where as a citizen and somebody who fought for freedom and liberty, where I'd be like, wait a minute, back the fuck up, Joe. Like, why are you wanting me to stick a needle in my arm when you don't even know the full effect of that and it hasn't even been fully authorized and fully approved? I see both sides of this, and this is where I'm really kind of conflicted. So early backlash and early reporting on this, the the mandating of the vaccination by healthcare systems, I'm not going to name any of them. You can do your own research and figure it out. That's very common for me to say, do your own research, but it exists. It's It's a very true thing. But a lot of this is being backed up by lower courts. And they're citing a 1905 Supreme Court decision. And I'm a bad host today. I don't know. I don't have that printed off, but you can find it. It is a 1905 decision. And the precedent that was set in this decision, it all centers around a pastor, a man of the cloth. In 19, I think it was late 1904, this reverend refused to take a smallpox vaccine. And there was a smallpox was going nuts. It was killing everybody. And it was mandated by the local jurisdiction by the local magistrate that everybody get the smallpox vaccine to try to quell the the spread in the pandemic, the, the smallpox that was happening at the time. And he refused on a religious exemption. And so it went all the way up to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court of the United States upheld the local magistrate's authority to mandate its citizens under a public health emergency. If it was deemed in the best public interest in a public health emergency, which is what we're in, 
the Supreme Court upheld the, the local magistrate's right to require that and citizens to comply. Now, what's funny, if you if you stop there, you're like, oh, well, then anybody has the power to say that, blah, 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 blah. And I'm going to get into some states in a minute. But it, what's really funny, if you read beyond it and read the full story, so because he refused to comply, he had to pay a $5 fine. And back in 1905, $5 was probably fucking enormous, right? I, I have no correlation. I could probably Google it and figure out what it was then, right? But it's probably like a $200 fine or something, right? But anyway, he had to pay this enormous amount of money for the time because he didn't do it. But what's ironic about this is the the two different citations that I read about it, he paid the fine and never got the vaccine, right? So it just stopped and it kind of fell into double jeopardy, right? Like they either had to make him take the vaccine or they, they levied the fine against him. But since he levied the fine against him, that ended the fight, which doesn't really make sense. And then there's some different stipulations that this what's happening today doesn't 100% fit. It's not like a square peg in a square hole. It's really like a a square peg in a rhombus hole, right? They're kind of, they kind of look the same, but they're not the same. So that's, that's where it's going to be up to court's interpretation. But then you have kind of on the, the coat heels, the coat tails, the heels of that. You had states specifically like Washington, Oregon, and California go figure the, the, those people on the West coast that mandated all healthcare workers in their state have to be vaccinated. Right. It was just think about this. This is wreaking havoc. Right. And, and New York's done it, too. In New York, New York went a step further to this chaos. And my understanding is New York City. I don't know if this is still being upheld. Uh, I haven't had a chance because of all the covid pandemic nonsense shit that's making me work extra hours right now. I haven't had a chance to do full research and vet everything that I wanted to talk about. So a lot of what I'm taking, take it for what it is and do your own research. But New York City is going to start requiring people to keep their COVID passport on them and to attend indoor events in an indoor venue where it's deemed highly transmissible, like a concert, a sporting event, uh, a restaurant, you know, a, a gymnasium, a fitness club, that you're going to have to show proof of vaccination to go in. And here's where I have a problem, both on civil liberty and in healthcare. Nowhere and under any other circumstance do you are are you required to disclose a part of your medical record or any medical treatment to be able to do something that is deemed and protected by public access laws like the ADA in the Disability Act of 1973, right, which was one of the precursors to ADA. Nowhere has it been mandated, and it's actually been illegal for a facility of public access to demand somebody to prove any kind of medical intervention, medical treatment, or anything to participate in the activities that go on there. So those those COVID vaccine passports that they give out, that by the way, you can make fake ones, right? You can counterfeit the shit out of those. And because everybody, when the, the vaccines came out in the first quarter of this year, it didn't happen unless it was on Facebook, right? So everyone was posting pictures of their COVID vaccine passport. And guess what's on the passport? The clinic and facility where you got it, so you know the geography, you know the region of which it was in, the date, so you know the approximate date window and range that that lot number in that manufacturer's vaccine was distributed in the national stockpile of vaccine distribution. 
right? So all you got to do is go back to anywhere from late February to May and search Facebook, and you can probably get enough information to counterfeit COVID passports for everybody, right? I mean, people got to keep in mind, that's a part of your medical record. Now, why the fuck people were going to Facebook and posting that shit? Other than, again, if, it, if it's not on Facebook, it doesn't happen. So anyway, they're, they're going to start in New York mandating that you prove your medical treatment before you can go in there. Because that's what a vaccine is. So now you've got all this hysteria, right? I heard of one health system that put out a mandate for vaccine. They announced it. Hey, this is going to be our policy. They announced it on a Friday over the weekend. That weekend, I think this was a couple weeks ago, but anyway, over the weekend, the leadership of this health system received 60 resignations and it would have crippled their ability to deliver health care. So they reversed it or they started accommodating backing off a little bit. Right. And I'm not I'm not really recommending a mutiny, folks. That's not where this is going. But where it is going is a crisis. You have health systems and states like my company personally. Uh, you can look at my LinkedIn and figure out who I work for. I don't mention my full-time employer on here just because I like to keep my personal life, my professional life different, right? But my company, I'm kind of proud of their stance, right? They're they're not mandating it, but they are mandating that you comply with, if you work on a health campus for one of our hospital partners, you have to comply with theirs, right? That's their campus policy. And if you work in one of the states that's mandating it, then by all means, the state that you're licensed under, you have to be compliant with their credentialing requirements. So although we're not requiring it, the lion's share of our employees are actually required to get vaccinated, not because of what my company is specifically doing, but because of what the healthcare systems in the states that we operate in are doing. And you've got people who are actually deciding, not necessarily in my employees, but I, I know in my network, I've spoken to physicians, nurses, mid-level providers like PAs, nurse practitioners, technologists, medical receptionists from the top and administrators, right? From the top of the healthcare spectrum to the entry level of the healthcare spectrum. I don't want to say bottom because that's not accurate either. People that work entry level roles in healthcare are typically the gatekeepers to service and patient satisfaction. So they're not the bottom. They're the entry. They're the gate, right? But anyway, people all across the spectrum of healthcare are questioning whether they're going to retire early or go greet people at Walmart or go do something else with their life because of this vaccine requirement. The infringement on civil liberties over the last year and a half and being told what you can and can't do by your municipality, your county, your governor, and your president for the last year and a half has the American people in such a stir that I think this is the straw that's breaking the camel's back. People are finally saying enough's enough. You've got this unapproved experimental vaccine that you're trying to force into my body, right? You told me I had to wear a mask on my face for a year plus. You told me where I could go and couldn't go. You told me I couldn't go to church unless it was online. You told me I couldn't socialize in my own house with people that I've been friends with my whole life. Our entire life and almost every facet of it was controlled in one way, shape, or form for a very long period of time at some period over the last 18 months. And I think the American people are saying enough's enough. And what you're seeing is people, again, professional folks, highly educated, highly trained people with, you know, quarter million, half million dollar education saying, fuck it, I'll go do something else. I'm just not doing this. You've pushed me too far. So what's that do to healthcare? And let's look at another industry because guess what's kicking off all over the United States right now? Kids are going back to school. 
I wouldn't be surprised. And I don't know if it's happened again or not, because again, I've been inundated in my own world of COVID hell round four, right? With trying to deal with this, where I haven't had a chance to do as much research in preparation for the show as I'd hoped to. But I wouldn't be too surprised if over the next week or so, you started hearing of school systems that were mandating vaccination of their teachers. And then how many teachers are going to choose to quit and not want to comply? And then vaccination of the students, right? And it's already, you already hear the uproar of mask mandates that there's people that are choosing to homeschool left and right. Well, that's part of the, the, the staffing shortage across the United States too. More people are staying home with their kids. Uh, they were incentivized to stay home and not work, or they were forced to stay at home and not work. And now they're, they started homeschooling their children and now they're not going back to work. Childcare. There's less childcare options across the United States now than what there was two years ago. So people that do want to go back to work, that want to be compliant and go back to work, they might not have childcare available to them. So they might not be able to go back to work. And the second and third order impact of all this, think about, and I work in healthcare, so it's easy for me to use that. But I think it's also a good reference point because think about if you need to go to the doctor and you can't because there's half the amount of doctors or, you know, imagine 10 doctors in this hospital system where you get your health care quit because they're not vaccinated or the nurses, the true warriors in healthcare. What if the nurses decide that they don't want to get vaccinated and now you have less nurses in the hospital and you have to get admitted to the hospital and now there's so many patients per nurse where instead of a census being one per five, you're at one per nine, right? You've got one nurse for every nine patients or one nurse for every 15 patients, right? Your healthcare is going to be shitty. It's going to be unsafe. People are going to be cut in corners because they're going to be overworked and burdened in a system where people have already been overworked and burdened because it was the one industry that had to work through the COVID crisis. So what's the answer? And I don't have the answer to that. I'm truly asking the question. I'm curious of folks' opinions. And uh, I would really appreciate if folks would drop me your opinion at bullets2beans at gmail.com and let me know how you feel about this. I think this is important and I think it's a, it's a dialogue and discussion that's not going to go away. And not to scare the shit out of everybody, because I hate doing that to folks, but we're dealing with the, the Delta variant. And I know it sounds funny because they're calling it the Lambda variant and people my age and older probably think of Lambda, 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 right? Try lambs. You think of Booger and all those guys. Uh, but the Lambda variant is running through South America right now. And early research and early uh, surveillance of this Lambda variant says that is just as transmissible as the Delta variant and it is vaccine resistant. Well, what's that going to do when it finally gets to America? Right? I mean, how fucked up is shit going to be then? So healthcare is going to be impacted. I'm pretty sure schools and education is going to be impacted. We're already impacted in logistics and freight because they don't have enough freight loaders and dock loaders because people haven't gone back to work. And there's a reason for some of it. And then there, again, there's not a reason for some of it. We bred laziness to a certain degree over a year and a half period. And that's not the case for everybody. So don't everybody lose their shit. And again, veterans, if you have the capability and capacity to go to work, save America now, go to work. But what's the discussion behind this? I, I would really like some feedback from folks on it. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of the discussion. I don't want to go into another three or four show series 
on COVID and I'm inviting guests on to have other content. Remedy Alpine is going to be a regular part of the show. We're going to start having some, some folks from trips and events on uh, to talk more about Remedy Alpine because I think that's, uh, well, one, and I'm heavily vested in that. And two, I think those are good stories to tell. But I do also think that this is important. So anyway, that's my discussion. That's my opinion. And folks, I again, I really like the feedback. So um, that's about it. Stay tuned. I'll close the show out in just a moment. And uh, stay safe, folks. We'll be back. All right. If you're still with us, thanks for listening to the whole show. What did we learn today? Well, we learned about Reverdy Alpine a little bit more. Might not have learned about them today, but we heard about them for the first time, and we'll make sure that we continue to do that. We learned that Doc's getting old, and he has trouble wiping his ass without it sounds like uh, Rice Krispies. I have a bad back, and I'm getting ready to get back on the mountain. And then we learned that there's all sorts of chaos and things happening in the world that are causing people to have stress and to have some challenges. And I think the most important lesson with that is folks think responsibly, think big picture, right? And make good personal decisions. I can't tell you what those decisions are. I've had some team members that some people that work for me reach out and ask me because of the vaccine and the, the, the pending vaccine mandates and everything that's happening that I talked about in segment two, you know, what do you think I should do? And I'm like, well, I can't answer that question for you. It's your body. It's your decision. It's your health. It's your life. I can't, you know, I can tell you what I did and how I came to my own decision and conclusion, what to do. I can tell you what my family did. Right. But my personal situation, my personal story, that's not the same for you. So I can't tell you what to do. Folks, you got to do your own research. You got to do your own investigation and you've got to stay on top of. And when I, 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 hate, I hesitate to use the word news because news has such a bad meaning to it. Today, it used to be great, right? Think of days of Walter Cronkite. It was awesome. The news actually taught you stuff. Today, news, it is what it is, and it all depends on the source that you get it from. You know, fact check everything. Do your homework. Do your research. Take care of yourself. Take care of your family. And again, think of the bigger picture. Again, the Veteran Podcast Awards are still going on, and we would appreciate some some love. We are, again, in three categories. We are in society and culture. We are Best Army Podcast and Best Overall Podcast. You can go vote for us on VeteranPodcastAwards.com. There will be a link to it in the show notes. Again, uh, shout out to the team at uh, Dump and Change Podcast and Odd Man Rush Brewery in Eagle River. Like to support local and other cool guys that have a cool podcast. Um, what? I think that's about it. You know, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, follow us on social media. We do have some more stuff coming up. Bullets to Beans and Lifeline Media is going to start doing some more production stuff specifically for Remedy Alpine because, hey, I know a guy, right? And check out RemedyAlpine.org or check them out on Facebook. I'll have links to them in the show notes as well. Uh, our our store is still up uh, with really designs. Uh, you can find, I'll have a link to that, but we've got T-shirts, hoodies, the camp coffee cups. Uh, we're going to f- see what we can do to try to re-energize the merch store for Bullets to Beans. And for the fans of Remedy Alpine, 
we're kicking around the idea of a merch store for Remedy Alpine as well. Again, I asked for some feedback and commentary around this discussion because I really am interested in other people's opinions, how they feel, uh, what they think the impact is. Um, I, today was just me. I didn't have any guests on it, so it was just me and a microphone. Don't, you know, let's make it a two-way show. Uh, drop me a line at uh, bullets to beans at gmail.com. Um, I'd really like to, I really enjoy hearing from the fans. Um, that is about it. Uh, check out the show notes for all the details and links that you can uh, go to and visit the people that I talked about and the things that I talked about. That's our show this week. We've got another show coming up maybe in about two weeks. So stay frosty. Bullets to Beans is an official media production of Lifeline Media, LLC, Eagle River, Alaska. 